Boss Friday, we made it. Uh, welcome to Indisputable with Dr. Rashad Ritchie. I am Sharon Reed, guest hosting for The Good Doctor today. Happy to be here and once again reunited with Jeff Wiggins. Uh, extraordinaire, we just love, love, love your commentary. Um, looks like we know who you're rooting for too, huh? <laughs> you know, you know who I'm rooting for. And look, even though it, it, it grips my heart that there's a possibility that Ohio State can lose to Michigan twice in one year, let alone what, one month. <laughs> I'm still at home with my people, so let's do this. Okay, well, we'll see what happens, maybe put a wager on it or something. Um, let's get right to the top story, a teen worker um, who deserves respect and really um, our backing. And she's getting some of that, lost an eye defending a customer. Let's uh, go to the video. Brave. I think you can go ahead and call this teenager a hero, but again, at what cost? Lost an eye. Here's what else we can tell you. The United States Marshal Service arrested 20 year old Isaac White Carter for allegedly punching that fast food worker in the face. The sustained injury caused her to lose that eye. White Carter was apprehended Monday morning after a week's long investigation. He was turned over to Antioch, California police. And he's been charged with felony counts of mayhem and aggravated assault causing great bodily injury. The Antioch Police Department has received calls November 12th reporting the assault at that burger place located in the San Francisco Bay Area. Responding officers found that an employee at the restaurant had been punched in the face multiple times after protecting an individual with an intellectual disability from being bullied. So a real winner, the accused in this case. The victim, 19 year old Bianca Palomera, said the suspect allegedly used slurs towards someone she identified as her coworker's brother and even threatened to beat him up. That's when I step in and I say, you know, it's not right what you're doing. She told NBC the Bay Area. White Carter then punched Palomera at least two times, once in the eye, which was so badly damaged. Just think about the force there. She needed surgery, doctors though eventually had to remove the eye. Palomera said she does not regret stepping in to help. Quoting, this is probably the last thing that I would have expected out of anything, but I don't fully regret you know, helping, stepping in, she told NBC Bay Area. It could have been worse for my coworker's brother. Here she is, a teenager, and thinking about someone else who can't defend themselves. Antioch Mayor Lamar Thorpe is now arranging a special meeting December 13th to bestow the key to the city to Bianca. Mayor Thorpe said, in my book, Bianca is a hero. Wow, um, this one breaks my heart because she did the right thing. She's defending someone who has challenges and perhaps gets bullied a lot. And she has permanent damage, Jeff. And I just, it's so, put the mugshot up if we can. It's so sick to even look at the face. And I understand innocent mm. until proven guilty, but we've seen the video here. And here you are, right? Here you are punching this, this teenager 
And I wonder what your reaction is. I just don't get it. Well, as you said earlier, Bianca Palomera is a hero. You said she was brave, which means Isaac White Carter is a coward. He's essentially a zero. There's no reason why this girl should have even had to defend her brother. What was it? Her her friend's brother? Yes. There was no reason. Yeah, if he has intellectual disabilities, there's no reason to have to defend him from Isaac White Carter. I'm glad this man is put away, but. Again, I kind of want to know, I can't believe I'm about to say this. I want to know what his side of the story is because what would have led him to even approach to want to fight someone who has developmental disabilities? But mm-hmm. never mind that, put him under the jail. It's a wrap for that dude. We don't need to hear from him. But you know, somebody like him is probably in jail right now boasting about what he did to another person, in this case, a woman who's the mm-hmm. hero. There put him is. away. Yeah, and see, that's the thing. So he punches this young woman, right? Who has courage, um, who has conviction, right? She's saying, "You're not, you're not about to do this." And when you say his side of the story, I guess everybody has one. Um, but what I really think you're getting at is what I would ask the first question if I would even do the interview. Some people I don't even need to talk to, but if I was forced, <laughs> I would say, "Who hurt you?" Yes. Who hurt you? That you're picking yes. on someone who can't defend themselves adequately, I suppose. And then you're gonna punch a girl in the eye with such force, right? A young lady, such force, you shatter and she loses the eye. Who hurt you is what I would have to ask, Jeff. And you know, she's gonna get the key to the city and she may get awarded some money. But as you said it before we we went on air, she's never gonna get that eye back. Yeah. Now, super producer Jordan did say there's eye replacement (laughs) surgery. I didn't know about this. I didn't know about this and I was looking it up before we got on. Um, apparently there's a transplant in order and if anybody deserves it, it would be her. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. The only thing I would do, I always think about and kind of dream like if I were the judge, what kind of sentence could I get away with? And what might be fitting, although I'd be worried would she then see the world through his eyes? <laughs> I'd say, well, you gotta, give up, you gotta give up one of your eyes is what's gonna happen here, okay? And you're gonna do some time, but you're gonna give up your eye. <laughs> one of them. You still have another one left, but why not? I, I really think that if eye for an eye, right? Isn't that that is a thing? That's, that's how but that's I how it goes. That's how it goes. But I think that that it's necessary for some people who don't see the consequences of their actions. And some people never do. Some people once they get later in life look back and say, "Wow, I I did that. I was part of that. I regret that." You know, as they get closer to you know their own mortality. But it's just. Um, I feel for her, and I hope Jordan. Who is Jordan? You know, he's he's got many lives, and he knows many things. Extraordinary producer. Super producer. Hope, yes, super producer. yes. I hope that um, there is such a surgery, and as we and others tell the story of this young hero, somebody steps up and says, "You know what? I have an idea. You know what? There's technology. There's a medical device. I can help you." And perhaps she'll get it. But even after all that, she says, "I don't regret." Doing this, and I just think that's extraordinary. And I hope once all the cameras leave, all the coverage is done, all the accolades are over, that she doesn't fall into a depression with what lies ahead. Absolutely, I hope she has the the support that she needs around her from her friends and family. But hopefully, that city rallies behind her. But don't just move on after a week or so, because things can go down from there. Of course.
this is a story that um, first caught my attention a few years ago with customers, uh, many customers of color saying, hey, listen, Hertz, the car rental company ruined my life. Hertz, now paying a settlement, okay? They falsely accused hundreds of innocent customers of stealing their vehicles. Accusations that for some of these customers resulted in arrests, felony charges, jail time. Again, people would lose their jobs. And now the company is gonna pay $168 million to settle those claims. Some of these people never been in trouble before. Not sure it's enough, it sounds like a lot. But Hertz did a lot, that's why they're settling. I think they should have settled for more. Uh, let's tell you something about this. Some accounts of customers being falsely accused. How about this? One Hertz customer was driving a rental car in Chicago, simply got a flat tire. It could happen to anybody. She called Hertz to have the car towed. She called Hertz. That according to court state records. Months later, she was pulled over for a seatbelt violation, wearing it incorrectly. Police informed her she had a warrant for her arrest. She was jailed. For more than 30 days, flat tire, jail, more than 30 days, that according to the lawsuit. Another customer in Florida extended her Hertz rental four times, but the car was reported stolen before the end of the extension period. In spite of text message communications with a Hertz employee confirming her plans to return it. Court records show that. She was jailed for even longer, 37 days, separated from her two children. Missing her nursing school graduation, it's in the suit. Mississippi man spent more than six months in jail after Hertz reported his rental car stolen. He returned it, paid in full. The company had failed to inform prosecutors, that's in the suit. This is Hertz, he missed a hearing date and was incarcerated for months. Several customers reported in lawsuits, they lost employment opportunities over pending felony charges. Others. We're arrested at gunpoint, they said. Could have been worse. We've seen what happened when police draw service weapons sometimes. In total, the settlement will cover 364 people falsely accused of car theft. Hopefully, Jeff, you've done the math. In a statement, the company said the number represents more than 95% of such claims of the company's 25 million rental transactions. 0.0. 14% are reported stolen each year or about 3,500, the company has said. So they're trying to minimize this, wow. But some of those reports have been proven to be false. In lawsuits, press reports, stories of false accusations revealed lapses in Hertz's rental records and theft policies that led to these errors. The CEO, Stephen Scher, shortly after he had taken the position said that rectifying this situation was a priority. It's unfortunate that even one customer was caught in the middle of what went on. I'm pretty confident that we will reach an agreement to do right by those that were harmed and put that behind us. This is so egregious. There, I like to believe this, anybody can make a mistake. And perhaps one of these could be an innocent mistake, Jeff. But again, and again, and again, at what cost, right? Because they knew the cost failed to inform prosecutors, very lax attitude about it. When does it become willful misconduct? Well, as the once great Kanye West said, oh. everybody hurts, but I don't judge Reynolds. Mm -mm 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 -mm. <laughs> now quickly, 
$168 million divided by 364 is $461,000. If I did that correctly, go Bucks. That's my college. Um, yeah, it seems like there's some 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 lapses in judgment, or at least some decisions that weren't being made behind the scenes for people to follow up at what they did as far as communication being brought to them from the people who were being responsible. This is pretty bad. And sure, they're giving up money as they should in principle, but some people's dignity will never come back. The 30 days or 30 or so days in jail. That time's not coming back either. Opportunities to participate in major events in one's life, not coming back. Because mm. I'm assuming employees just weren't doing what they were supposed to be doing. This is awful, but at least they're getting at least one aspect of this correct. Can we trust them moving forward? Yeah, it just seems so punitive. You know, why don't we hear more about this kind of policy practice protocols from these other you know, car companies because Hertz seemed to be a real leader in this kind of conduct and real laxed in some of the information, the record keeping, the follow through. It is just, I find it to be horrific. And I'll give you the last word on it, but I, 400 and some thousand dollars, that's a lot of money. Got it, okay? Perhaps more money than, than some of these people were gonna earn. But at the end of the day, like you said, Life altered, what if the woman's going through a custody situation and all of a sudden she's in jail? You wanna try to explain this to a judge or somebody, an employer? You see some of these people lost their jobs. Well, I mean, I think the thing we need to notice most about this report is that when Hertz filed for bankruptcy, they tried to keep this on the low. They tried to prevent this from coming out. And so they knew what was going on and it sounds like they knew they messed up and they messed up for a lot of people's lives as well. So maybe we can trust Hertz and I think they own two other agencies, which is Dollar, I believe is the other one. So I don't know if this is a corporate wide situation, but not good. So we'll see what happens moving forward. It's not good. I mean, and to me, their reputation is shattered. Might as well hire OJ back to run through the airport. Wasn't, <laughs> that, wasn't that their endorsement too? At this oh point, what do they have to lose? What do they have to lose? You know, <laughs> it's just for the CEO, and he's saying the right things here. You know, I'm pretty confident we'll reach an agreement. But what are you behind closed doors? What are you really trying to do? It's it's sad to me. It's sad. But we got a big show on this Friday, and um, you know what my favorite segment is. I'm so honored that Dr. Richie lets me sit in on Indisputable because I get to watch. Well, you know their names up close. These Karens, Jeff. Uh, we'll have that. We'll have much more. Indisputable with Dr. Rashad Ritchie. Jeff Wiggins is the co-host today. I'm Sharon Reed. We're right back. Welcome back to Indisputable. I'm Sharon Reed in for Dr. Rashad Ritchie. Jeff Wiggins is the co-host today. Love your vibe. Um, Rebel HQ contributor. Um, you always got a lot to say. It's always interesting. You always do your homework. And that's why we love, love, love having you. I have some some past <laughs> professors and past teachers who wish I would have done homework before. Well, but okay. as an adult yeah. with kids, always do my homework. They should watch now. This makes up for it. Uh, Nina Turner, our esteemed colleague, we love her. Unbossed, you can catch that right here. It is a show that is picking up steam. Unbossed with Nina Turner, weekdays, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, where she unites real everyday Americans to take on the corrupt forces. 
that seek to keep the power from the people. You can subscribe, Unboss with Nita Turner, youtube.com slash unbosstyt. I'm telling you, it is really picking up steam and we love Nina Turner. She's a real one and she speaks for the people and that's why we love her. Let's get to some viewer comments now, TYT member. Uh, Mickey C, the silver haired dragon. Uh, coward trying to prove to himself that he's a man always chooses someone who can't really defend themselves. Pathetic that someone had to suffer for his insecurities and temper. Couldn't agree more, couldn't agree more, Mickey. Uh, I work with kids with disabilities. This is absolutely disgusting. What a strong person to risk her own body to protect him. Next TYT reporter, you got a great future and I couldn't agree more. This teenager is a hero risking herself and she paid a price. Hurts now and they're a little dirty work. The settlement $168 million. Lynn says Hertz doesn't just put you in the driver's seat. Remember that campaign, very clever. They also put you in jail. Lynn, huh? yeah, I like Look Lynn. She's, yeah, she always has something clever to say, and it's true. I mean, that could be their new slogan. That is what they did, Jeff. I mean, it's just that's exactly what they did. Exactly what they did. Uh, let's go to YouTube now. And Pete Barraza talking about that teen worker. He says, "Eye for an eye sounds good to me." So where's the spoon? Now see, I oh. now see, Pete. I do love you, but that took. Now I've got to. You know what I mean? I can't get that out of my head. Okay. I mean. <laughs> Pete went with spoon. I would have went with ice cream scooper. Just oh, you know, whatever we have on. I'm sorry, did I? I'm now. I can't get that. We're gonna move on to grape, Ben. Grape, grapefruit spoon. No. Oh okay. God, my mother used to have those. She see grapefruit all the time. <laughs> ben Kent, you can lose an eye from a bare knuckle punch. There's a reason boxers use gloves. So there's that. Hurts again. Anomaly me, Hertz has been getting down like this from the 90s. My friend worked there while in college and she told me several stories like this in the Miami, Florida area. I, I believe it. It's And see, that's why I think they should have been punished more, allowed to settle. It sounds like a big number. You've inflicted harm, you've inflicted some, some things you can't get back. And I think it's not enough money, but that's just me. Uh, let's see, Peachy Sherry, he's a bully, plain and simple, talking about that team worker who lost her eye. Perp in custody. Uh, let's get you one more. TYT, Ralik Nam. Okay, fine, they got the money, but what are the charges against Hertz? Again, I believe this is negligent, it's willful misconduct. And I think some people need to get their comeuppance. Some people need, you know, I remember I was interviewing this sheriff, Cuyahoga County, he's dead now. He arrested a lot of people, old school, out of the Cleveland area, and he, he said to me, I'm going back and forth and you're arresting all these people who did, they didn't do it. And he said, Sharon, some people need jail. <laughs> I couldn't have disagreed with him more. But in this case, Jeff, some people need jail. Who was behind the policy? Who wouldn't change the policy, okay? And I'll remember his name, may he rest. I just want to say to the people out there, when she says Cuyahoga County, she means Ohio. Yes, and right. <laughs> That's how we get down here, apparently. Yeah. yeah, he thought he was the boss, and for a while he was. Um, he's not the only one, may he rest in peace, that sheriff that I interviewed, who felt like he was above the law and could do whatever he wanted. There's lots of people running around like that, and you know their names. I wish you Karen would. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a Sunday? You're, you're I feel free.
I just, I couldn't believe it. Okay, what I was doing is looking off to the side because she reminded me of JR's grandmother and this original Dallas. Okay, I it was a throwback. This Karen over a cat. You're going on somebody else's property, Karen, and feeding their cat. And I really, I really enjoyed the reaction. It was authentic. It was organic. He was stunned, and it was a little jarring to hear him bark back and call her. I think he called her the B word. But sometimes, what is he supposed to do, Jeff? Okay, for one, let me get this out the way. Your pop culture references today are on point. Bravo out of you, good work. <laughs> Number <aging> two, <laughs> but this Karen, here's what frustrates me overall about Karens, okay? If we can bottle all that vigor, that animosity, mm. them prying in other people's business, we can use that and maybe harness it for good. Like, I don't know, when there's systemic racism, or when Isaac White Carter punches a unsuspecting woman at a restaurant, that 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 could be used. Like a Karen could use it. Isaac White Carter is a Karen, by the way. But yeah. we can use that for good. But instead, they take these situations, make things worse for the unsuspecting person, and then of course we we laugh at them, expose them because this behavior isn't acceptable. But what if we use it and harness it? Yeah. Then this would be good. It would be actually a good thing. There's so much aggression that they spew and, and give off. It's almost like kryptonite. And I think you're right. If we harnessed it, Brittany Griner would have been home the day one. Okay, cancer would have been cured. You know, poverty wiped out. If, if they could just use their 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 powers for good, if you will. This one, and it throws me sometimes when they have that silver hair, right? I don't know how old she is. Some people gray early, but she looked like she was a grandma. It what throws me off is most of us have that built-in respect for seniors, right? Those who came before us. And do you think that's why he hesitated at first? Because she certifiably went crazy here. Yeah, I honestly, if I were to be put in that situation and I live in a suburb of Columbus, so my day could be coming shortly. I would actually hesitate based on the woman's perceived age because you know you don't wanna do any harm to someone old. Meanwhile, they're definitely doing harm to you. But yeah, I would imagine that individual did kind of pause a little bit based off her gray hair and like how old she seemed. But I tell you what, her age, it didn't stop her. This is probably the most energy she's displayed in generations. So hey, I mean, good out of her for at least 
<laughs> showing Look us what she's it. capable of. Yeah, like, she's capable of a lot. And like, again, <laughs> let's use this for good, Karen. Yeah. No, no rheumatoid arthritis with this Karen. Okay, <laughs> she's she is good to go. Okay, she's good to go. But I would have probably just handed her. I have one's a very large cat, my daughter, and all these animals. I would have just said, "Well, here, take it, but don't come back on this property again." Now, okay. But she would come back on the property if you made the mistake of like minding your own business and doing your own thing yeah. with family. Yeah, that's an invitation to her. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes they're challenged on the spot in another way um, with somebody that they probably wouldn't expect would clap back. <laughs> and I love it. Anti Karen tonight. You scream at an employee's Walmart. Get out of here. That's racist. Yes, it is. No, it's not. The United States doesn't have an official language, jackass. Don't be this Cambridge Karen. I found this dog unattended at the park with no owner. A few minutes passed, so I called animal control, assuming that the dog got loose. They asked me to stay with the dog and wait for them, so I did. After a few more minutes, the owner appeared. That's not your dog, is it? Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, I just called animal control. You're supposed to have him on a leash, you know? He just showed up by himself. Yeah, I was grateful. No, you were very far behind. This is a leash park, ma'am. It's not whatever. You have to have your dog on a leash. All you have to do in your life. I'm walking by and there's a dog off leash. Yeah, it's dangerous. And it's dangerous. You almost got hurt. Your whole life changed because my dog was 10. No, if you have a problem with the law, take it up with the city. Yeah, okay. I have a life. Like, I have your dog running off leash with you nowhere in sight. It's, it's illegal. illegal. Yes, it you is. Leash laws say. Yes, I what? do. What? Look, you're responsible. Oh, really? Not if my dog. You're not following the law. The Obviously, law this is a dog. leash park. Every dog with okay, a leash, you had to walk right. around you're the right. park. Oh my god, let me get in here. After she left, I was walking home behind her, and she called the police saying that I was threatening her with violence. Lucky for me, I had it all on film. If she just went home and didn't make a false 911 call, she wouldn't have ended up getting caught. Because she thought she was so right, she stuck around, and animal control cited her for having her dog loose. The police and animal control thanked me for calling and being vigilant. Learn the law, people, and enjoy your ticket, Karen. Admit it. And I'm gonna give you the first crack at this, Jeff. Admit it. You, when this thing first started, you weren't sure which one was the anti-Karen and which one was the Karen. Admit it. I don't like quizzes when I'm supposed to be doing political commentary, or in my case, satire. So (laughs) um, I'm gonna take a crack at it to say that the person who owns the dogs is not the Karen because the other person Mm. while doing the right thing went overboard and started harassing her and that individual. Did did she just call animal control and the police? I think, well, here's the thing, okay, the segment's called Anti-Karens Unite. One of them is gonna get the title and it's the one who called animal control. However, they both have Karen in their DNA, they both do. Okay, okay. because she took it okay. way too far. Okay, okay. Oh, you see this cute dog, the dog was cute. You don't want the dog her calling animal control doing your civic duty. You wait, you see what you're getting, you're getting the hand. 
because Karen doesn't care. She's all the way Karen. Uh, no, not whatever. Then you start following her. You give yeah. her the law, you're bickering about the law. You're doing an SNL skit back and forth, the two of you. And then did you see, I heard what was said at the end. I was just walking behind her when Karen was going home. So you stopped anti-Karen then stalked Karen to her house, okay? And she called the police and said, I feel threatened. So they both had that DNA, I'm sorry, one more. Okay. All right, so here's where I'm at, okay. Yeah. Yes, yes, okay. Let's say that dog was loose and it like wreaked havoc, maybe bit somebody, barked at a few people. That would change the dynamic, that's not where we are here. The dog was just walking around peacefully. Looking so for I'm gl- Yeah, so I'm glad that the, the woman recording did the right thing and returned the dog to its rightful owner and maybe called animal control. But then it reached a point where like, why are you following her? And then why are you waiting for the authorities? Just say like, hey, next time do better and keep it moving. I've I've lost my ideas of what is and is not a Karen after this video, I gotta say. Yeah, but it, it was ambiguous, okay? Mm. And, and if there were school, and perhaps there should be. And I think Dr. Ritchie could teach it. And start a franchise with these Karen. Go to these schools, and it's like you know that commercial, the insurance commercial, where they say, "Well, where did you go wrong with the call?" And they say, "Well, I should have left my number. Should have repeated." He said, "No, no, he's trying to teach you not to turn into your parents." Oh yeah. I think there could be a school where you take these incidents, and that's where you sentence these people. I'd send them both, so you're both ordered to go to this anti-Karen school, and then you point out step by step. Here's if you want to stop here, we're good with it. Mm -hmm. Right, Jeff. Mm-hmm. If, and to me, that stopping point is the dog comes back. Hey, I'm sorry, your dog wasn't on a leash, so I called animal control. So they're 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 coming. Thank you. Leave. Leave. Have a nice day. And then have be a done. good day. Have a good day. Now, give here's a biscuit for you, Karen, and your dog, and leave. Leave it at that. But that's not what happened here. Uh, T.J. Holmes, there's an update. Uh, the investigation's rolling on. Who are you, T.J.? Who are you? Much more indisputable when we come right back. Welcome back to Indisputable. I am Sharon Reed in for Dr. Rashad Ritchie. Jeff Wiggins is our co-host today. TYT has been going strong for 20 years. And in honor of that, closing out our 20th anniversary celebration this year, we've made a documentary. It's called We Move Generations. And it gives you never before seen reflection of Anna, Jank, John, JR, as they give you an inside look at TYT's past, present, and future. It is available today, you'll wanna check that out for members. And sign up at tyt.com, join or click the join button to get exclusive access. It's hard to believe 20 years in the making for TYT, but it's true. And you're gonna wanna check that out. Let's give you some viewer comments now. Soul Life, welcome to Indisputable, and thank you for gifting five memberships. Okay, always appreciate it. And let's see what some people are saying about the stories today. Okay, YouTube, Karen, mad at the neighbor over how often his cat is fed. For tech support says cats don't have owners, they have caretakers. We live to pamper them. You know, that is the truth. I don't know if you have pets, Jeff, do you have a cat? I have a cat that's sleep behind me right now named right. Delilah, and she usually sits here when I record. So yeah, we, we pamper a, her. Yeah, and there's nothing. Listen, and if you don't, 
you know what Delilah's capable of, right? I absolutely do. You know, a dog, I can tell the dog to go sit in the corner, but try telling that to Delilah and you'll see. Won't work. No, no, it's not gonna work. Uh, Kayla Davis, YouTube, if we harness Karen energy, we could solve the energy crisis. Again, Jeff's right. If we kind of just bottle up all this aggression, all this energy, think about it. Right, we could light up Mercedes Benz Stadium. I'm not far from there. Um, a whole lot of things, you know, take care of people for the winter. Uh, Anti Karen <clears throat> gets dog owner Karen cited for no leash. Karen on Karen crime. I do think it is Karen on Karen crime. Okay, I do. Yeah. Adrian Vixen, you're right. A spin cycle dragon says, I think they're both Karens. Yeah, that's what I'm saying here, okay? The dog owner should have had the dog on a leash. The one calling her <laughs> should have minded her own business, which is, that's a telltale sign. Someone who's always up in somebody else's business, you might be a Karen, you might be a Karen. I think there's other things that have to go along with that. Because a lot of, I had a lot of people in my family who are nosy. Doesn't make them Karens. It's when you take it a step further, right? If you're just gossiping or going through people's stuff, that doesn't necessarily make you a Karen. When you're seeking people out and saying, I went through your stuff and here's what I found. Am I right, Jeff? That's correct. I never drew that distinction until you just said it. Yeah, there's nosy people, but yeah. Karens take it to another level, absolutely. Yeah. Let's get to the update on TJ Holmes. Um, it's really none of our business until it's our business. And the investigation is on. ABC says this is our business. And despite initially coming out, Kim Godwin, the president of ABC News, and saying there's nothing to see here, two consenting adults, apparently there is more. And TJ Holmes, um, it's alleged that Good Morning American host uh, was having a possible affair with co host Amy Robach. That's the part you know about. But there's further allegations. They've come to light that Holmes had previously had an affair with an ABC producer, as well as another ABC staffer. Okay, so what happens next? And you know, one we know is left and is saying things like no comment. She may be at another news outlet, another perhaps is still in the building. What happens next? According to page six, multiple sources confirm that the affair with the producer took place while Holmes was working at the network. Okay. That is not the producer, that is his wife. I mean, it's still his wife, I haven't heard any otherwise. Took place while he was at the network and while TJ was married to his wife of over a decade, Marilee Feibig. Okay, she's an attorney, I'm just putting that out there in case you didn't know. According to Insider who spoke to page six, there are other behind the scenes issues with Holmes as well. Quoting, he's also a D, two producers. <laughs> Nobody likes working with him, says the insider. He yells, he has the biggest ego. I don't know if TJ has a big ego. I know he has one heck of a gangster lean. He's always <laughs> lean. It's like part of his, you know, it's almost like a prop. But it could be it. It could be him. It could be authentic. There's more. Amy Robach is clapping back apparently at the paparazzi. That's never a good idea in New York. Okay, they're not gonna stop coming for you until they're ready, okay? You guys really need to get a life. I'm sorry, Robach told the paparazzi. It's kind of over now, thanks, she continued before entering her building. Now what's over is your marriages, Amy, because of what some people allege you entered into, okay? We don't know when the affair started, but well, I'm gonna let you comment on that, Jeff. 
Okay, so he, we know, was dipping his pen in the company ink. That is for sure. But like different inks apparently over time. And you know, the pen is kind of like a fountain pen over time. I lost where my analogy was going. Look, all of this was going on, it was kind of hush hush by the network. And they were kind of like, you know, business as usual, nothing to see here. And all the while, for me personally, I was like, so he can do this, TJ can do this, but if Tiffany Cross gets let go, oh what goodness. the heck Thank is you. going on here? That's for black women right there. So yep. then it comes out that like not only was he having an affair and cheating on his wife, he didn't possibly do it more. But he's also a jerk to other producers and he's difficult to work with. So I'm just trying to figure out at which point, at which line were they like, okay, this is too much. Clearly it was a distraction, but it was always a distraction if a host and another host is doing stuff behind the scenes. How can that not affect what their show was gonna do and the outcome of the production values of everything like that? This is gross, this is messed up and this dude, wow. That gangsta lean you must, you know, you mentioned earlier, that must be like, Part of his game, apparently. Like maybe yeah. there's some appeal in that gangster lane that he displays from from time to time. Well, we're gonna find out. Apparently, ABC is close to wrapping their investigation here, Jeff, and we'll see what happens if Robach escapes things because she didn't use company resources. And hey, it's a private matter. Her marriage is over, and nobody says otherwise. Perhaps she's she's clean. But if the brother, the younger brother, who has apparently been up to more. How far do you think ABC is going to go here? Will somebody get fired or will someone just be removed from the show and they'll report? Ooh, wow, you just opened something for me because yeah, if one gets fired and the other one doesn't, I'm going to be very much confused no matter what they say pending the investigation. And yeah, even if they both get fired, I am interested to see <laughs> if another network will A, Pick one up or B, pick them both up. What mm. would that be like? Mm. Ew, gross. But yeah, I'm waiting for this investigation as well to see what's going on. Uh, where's Tiffany Cross, by the way, CNBC? I know there's an opening apparently on GMA3. And I think she should <laughs> fill it. Just let her fill in for a little bit. She can definitely handle the material, okay? Absolutely, so easily. I love her, so you're right. Um, so on a Monday though, ABC learned of Holmes's three-year relationship, remember, with the producer and quickly soured on the host. Both Holmes and Roebuck were booted from the third hour of the morning show, replaced temporarily by Stephanie Ramos and Gio Benitez. ABC News President Kim Godwin announced later that day in a company call that the affair did not violate company policy, but that it was an internal and external distraction. And remember what those TV contracts say. You don't mean you don't have to break the law, it's just, did you make us look bad? Is it a little too greasy? That kind of thing. So maybe they violated the morals clause, but if you exercise it, you might be looking for a legal fight, Jeff. Mm. Mm. Yeah, but like what legal standing would they have in this situation? And like, again, there's a lot of clauses in their contract, sure, but like if they can overcome this, I can't tell what else they can do in order to keep their jobs at this point. I'm so curious by that. I'm not I'm not sure either. But we're gonna find out. Okay, we're gonna find out. It depends. I guess it all depends on, on how the public reacts and if any more producers and anonymous sources emerge. 
we'll move on to the Republican representative. Her name is Vicki Hartzler. And she's emotional. There's nothing wrong with emotion in politics, is there? Unless, well, you be the judge. Mr. Speaker, I'll tell you my priority. Protect religious liberty, protect people of faith, and protect Americans who believe in the true meaning of marriage. I hope and pray that my colleagues will find the courage to join me in opposing this misguided and this dangerous bill. I yield back. Meryl Streep has nothing to worry about. <laughs> they don't have a damn thing to worry about. Do you understand me? That last part. I yield back. Vicki Hartzler, marriage equality is her cause. That's what the tears seem like. Well, crocodile tears. It could have been some water dripping down. The representative, Republican out of Missouri, appeared to get emotional on Thursday as the House of Representatives moved to pass the historic Respect for Marriage Act, which would codify protections for same sex and interracial marriages. That's all, that's all that was gonna happen here, okay? That was it, Vicki. Social conservative, longtime opponent of same sex marriage, hoped her colleagues would reject the bill on the grounds it would undermine traditional marriage. Don't most people get divorced? But she does not want that, apparently. The divorce lawyers undermine. The Respect for Marriage Act passed in a 258 to 169 vote with 39 Republicans in support. The measure passed the Senate last month by a similar bipartisan margin of 61 to 36. Republicans who backed the bill said they were assured by additional protections for religious liberty that were added to the Senate version. The bill now heads to President Joe Biden's desk. The bill repeals the Defense of Marriage Act, the 1996 federal law that banned same-sex marriage. And it requires states to recognize valid same-sex marriages from other states. It also ensures the same protections for interracial marriages. Democrats advanced the measure after the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade earlier this summer. Destroying a 50 year precedent that guaranteed a federal right to an abortion. Justice Clarence Thomas raised alarms after he argued the court should next set its sights on other precedents, like the one establishing a right to marriage equality. Public support for same sex marriage hit a record high earlier this year, and its approval is likely to continue trending upward, according to a Gallup survey conducted in June. The poll also found that a small majority of Republicans backed same sex marriage. I guess my first question, Jeff, is were the tears authentic? Is she so upset about marriage being made a mockery of in her view that she shed tears and is it okay? You know what, I do think the tears were authentic. I believe she's actually sad. That something that has nothing to do with her is going to have nothing to do with her. If she wants to maintain her idea of family, nothing's stopping you from doing that. Keep doing that, actually. Everybody else will encourage that. But yeah, I think the, the tears were real because, you know, this is hard for her to see people live their lives the ways they want to, that she has nothing to do with. Sure. Yeah, 
And it makes me wonder, and I've said this before, I believe with you. If you're, if you're this much into something that has nothing to do with you, it makes me think you're curious. Maybe you're about that life. And I, there's nothing wrong with it. I just think I want everybody to be comfortable and able and free and safe to live their lives. Um, it was a bit dramatic. You and I disagree about whether the tears were authentic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, it's easier sometimes to get over on you guys and you got kids now, you know. So she cries, you think, hey, you know, you run up and give her a tissue. But why do you think? Some Republicans, not Vicky, are coming around. Because actually, actually, can I indulge people? Can I read the Bible right quick to Vicky? I know she's watching. She's watching. Oh wow! Yeah, yes. Sure. Let's let's get the idea of the family <laughs> right quick, straight from Jesus, straight from Jesus. Okay. While Jesus was still talking to the crowd, his mothers and brothers stood outside wanting to speak to him. Someone told him, "Your mother and brothers are standing outside wanting to speak to you." He replied to him. Who is my mother and who are my brothers? Pointing to his disciples, he said, here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of the Father in heaven, in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. Jesus' family was his people's. What is she talking about with this family thing? Where did she, where did she get that from? That's not, that's not a biblical value, she just made it up. She just made it up. Actually, dang it, Sharon, now I guess I'm kind of agreeing with you with the fake tears thing because if she can make up the there? idea. Yeah, I don't, I don't like losing. But if she can make up the idea of what a family is in America and make that like a biblical value or an American value, then she can make up tears. Dang it! Tell me what she did all day, and it's actually it's a little bit old. It's stale at this point. Okay, let's look under your hood, Vicky, and let's figure out what you're doing. What are you doing at home and with whom? We wish her the best. We wish everybody the best. Meryl Streep, you have nothing to worry about. This is indisputable. <laughs> Dr. Rashad Ritchie, I'm Sharon Reed, filling in today alongside Jeff Wiggins. We're right back. Welcome back to Indisputable. I am Sharon Reed in for Dr. Rashad Ritchie. Food for thought trivia. How about that? Click the join button. And you can become a member of the Damage Report on YouTube for a chance to win a $100 gift card to Blue Apron. As a member, you can participate in weekly food for thought trivia during the Friday bonus episode. And if you're one of the first 100 to answer the trivia question correctly, well, you'll get a $100 gift card sent to you. That gift card to Blue Apron. Your membership helps keep TYT sustainable and empowers us to fight for positive change in the world. Click the join button to become a member on YouTube today, or you can go to tyt.com slash join. More viewer comments now, TJ Holmes, some of you weighing in on that. Not Dweezil, aka Tailwagon Dragon says, fooling around on a wife who's a lawyer, ouch. Uh, Funkin' For fun, says my two-year-old niece fake cries better. That about that Missouri lawmaker, the Republican Vicki Hartzler. This is no tears. It's what they call crocodile tears, but that's just me. YouTube also about Representative Hartzler. David Moore says people have been granted rights, and I'm broken by it. Broken, I tell you. That is how she sounded. Right? It's got nothing to do with you. It's got nothing to do with you, Vicky. I don't even know how to react to it. You just let her make her statement. I guess they had to. And then, yes, have several seats. 
let's see, Kevin Bard, uh, a member, appreciate you. Hartzler should be crying over the ugliness of that outfit. Now, Kevin, I don't pre-read the comments. He goes on to say, who picked out her clothes? Senator Cinema, and he's not a fan of her either, apparently. Okay, thank you, Kevin. Uh, it is what it is. I just read it. Let's move on, shall we? There's an update now. Police being sued, three million dollar civil suit as they watched that man drown. What's it about? Well, here's a reminder: the family of this unhoused man who drowned in a local lake after begging police for help is filing a lawsuit now against the city of Tempe, Arizona. We'll show you the body cam footage to remind you what went down here. What are you doing, my friend? That's just very funny. Huh? What are you doing? I gotta go for a swim. I'm free to go, right? You can't swim in the lake, man. I'm free to go, right? You're not allowed to swim in the lake. What do you think is going to be able to swim? Well, you, gotta, you gotta keep an eye. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you guys got to stay here in case he gets out. I'll get that thing here with the boat. Alright. Fall 11 was running, he jumped in the lake and he's trying to swim away. So the body cam footage, you hear the police discussing how far do you think he's going to go? Far enough. Let's remind you, Sean Bickens, he jumped into the Tempe Town Lake near an art center. That he used as a dwelling place back in May. This happened. City officials said Bicking swam 30 to 40 yards before showing signs of distress. His death was ruled an accidental drowning, contributed to by meth intoxication after toxicology tests detected it in his system. Officers were interrogating him about a domestic violence report right before. A downtown Tempe Authority ambassador had called the police after Bickings and his partner, who were both unhoused, had a dispute. They both denied having an altercation. That from Atlanta Black Star. The incident sparked criticism of the police department. The notice claim alleges Tempe police officers stood and watched as Mr. Bickings drowned in that lake despite the significant danger Mr. Bickings was in and in his desperate pleas for help. Transcripts released with the video show Bickings told officers he was drowning three times and pleaded for help two times. His mother, Turi Toro, is now seeking $3 million in damages. In the transcript, an officer only identified as Officer One would tell Bickings he wouldn't be going after him. 
I'm going to drown, Bicking says, I'm going to drown. No, you're not. Something else is said, it's not audible by the victim. Go, at least go to the pylon and hold on, the officer says, officer one. I'm drowning, come back over to the pylon, officer two says. I can't, I can't, officer one, okay, I'm not jumping in after you. Mr. Bickings, please help me, please, please, please. Bickings' partner also begged officers several times to rescue the man, but none of them jumped in the water. They instead threatened to detain the woman who reportedly suffered from mental health issues if she didn't calm down. Officers eventually called for a boat to retrieve Bickens' body from the water. Tempe Officers Association later said, the officers were not trained nor had equipment for water rescues. What about the police chief? Jeffrey Glover is his name. Other officials at the time called the incident, quote, a tragedy. The three officers involved were initially placed on non-disciplinary paid administrative leave, but are now back on the job. Police officers later said the officers told Bickings and his partner that they would run their names to check for warrants, but neither of them was being detained. Report show police discovered Bickings had three outstanding warrants, but that was after his death. So a lot goes down here and it feels like these officers couldn't care less because of Mr. Bickings circumstances, Jeff. Yeah, the sad times like this where I need to remind people that the police do not have a constitutional obligation to save you. And my word, I just think about this man's last moments in life and feeling like this is the equivalent of him saying, I can't breathe to police officers while he was starting to sink underwater. And this is endlessly tragic. I can understand why a newspaper or a news organization will report what you just said about having warrants in a past history. But this has nothing to do with saving a man's life, if anything. Anything could have been done, it should have been done in this situation. Tragic. It is tragic, who cares about meth? Who cares about it, right? Who cares about what's in his system? Treated him like a throwaway, told his partner, better be quiet or we'll arrest you. You're being disruptive. Well, my, my man is dying, he's drowning. He's saying the words, they can't even get away with saying, well, we didn't know, you know, I'm drowning. Help me, please. I don't know what else. we had on the show not long ago, police who were behaving heroically. A young woman who drove into a canal, she can't get out, she's panicking. They went in after her, broke the window and brought her to safety. Who knows what was going on with her, bad driver, mistakes happen. Could have been more, it doesn't matter. They jumped in, they saved this young woman. She appeared to be a young white woman who then sat on the grass and actually I remember said, my car. Not Mr. Bickens. I'll give you the last word on it. I mean, rest in peace to him. He likely didn't get the help that he deserved and the resources that could have helped him change his own life moving forward. I hope the individual, I think he had a spouse, right? A significant other that was there. I, I'm just hoping that she can get some therapy or some counseling or something to bring herself down from the situation. Because I mean, my word, how can she trust 
law enforcement officers as she lives the rest of her life out? I don't know that she can, nor should she perhaps, because they were standing by yelling at her partner. Not only did they not call for help right away, they but they did call get his body out of that water. Too late. Uh, we'll give you one more indisputable with Dr. Rashad Richie is right back. Welcome back to Indisputable with Dr. Rashad Ritchie. I'm Sharon Reed alongside Jeff Wiggins filling in for the doctor today. You gotta check out Galaxy Brain, okay, folks? Ben Carollo's brain is out of this world. So make sure to join her today on Galaxy Brain as she talks through important stories of the day. You just tune in to twitch.tv slash TYT after Indisputable. Right here, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, Galaxy Brain. Now it's 20 years in the making, TYT. Can you believe it's been 20 years? To close out our 20th anniversary celebration this year, we've made a documentary. It's called We Move Generations. Gives you a never before seen reflection of Anna, Jenk, John, JR. As they give you an inside look at TYT's past, present, and big future. It's available today for members. Sign up at tyt.com join or click the join button to get exclusive access. A lot of you TYT members weighing in already. On the police officers, the lawsuit, $3 million, they're being accused of allowing this unhoused man to drown despite his pleas. Funkin' for Fun says, if you've ever been a lifeguard, half of what people get into is their own doing. It is still your job to save them. Even lifeguard knows that, you're right. Lynn, the teen who lost her eye in the previous story has more integrity and compassion than these police officers. She's right, mm. Lynn's right, mm. and boy, to make that link, she's absolutely right. Not Dweezil, aka Tailwagon Dragon, not trained for water rescue. So these cops are lower than a dog in their intelligence and abilities. Thank you for the comment. YouTube now. Super Saint says, he's a human being, where's their humanity? Not humane at all BS, it appeared inhumane. How can you watch someone die? I didn't hear anything about I can't swim, the officers not trained for a water rescue. Then why are you an officer? Isn't that part of, don't them calls come in for people who are in distress in the water? Why are you an officer? You're right, Super Saint, excellent comment. Soul Life says, protect and serve is a lie. It came from a single precinct in Cali, but it wasn't even used. I want to thank you again for gifting those TYT memberships. Soul Life, welcome to you, and you make a lot of sense. Serve and it sounds so simple, doesn't it, Jeff? Yeah, protect and serve came out of the LAPD, I believe, and as a contest for the police academy in the 1950s. So that person is right. I thought I was the only nerd who knew that. So good job out of them. It's something else. Let's give you some other ones. Twitch. Fiddlin' Nero says this was so disturbing. And that pretty much sums it up. Again, another human being watching someone in distress who dies and then calls to get his body out of the water. They sounded so cavalier too. How far is he gonna go? Just get to the pylon. 
it's just horrific. And then placed on you know non-disciplined, administratively paid. Gomez42420 says he was black and homeless. Need we say more? You don't need to say any more. You don't need to say any more. Sometimes it is what it is, and it is actually how we see it, Jeff. Absolutely, they nailed that one. <laughs> Nothing further needs to be said. Great comment. Yeah, let's uh, let's get to somebody who deserves um, credit and applause, and it seems to have a big future. And it starts now, apparently, right after high school. 18 years old, the youngest elected mayor in the country, Earl, Arkansas. Okay, city of Earl, located in Arkansas, elected Jalen Smith as mayor. That and Tuesday night's runoff. This makes him the youngest black mayor in the country. Again, just 18. According to election results, Smith managed to receive 218 votes. His opponent, Nemi Matthews Sr., 139 votes. I'd like to know what his age is. Now, let's give you some background on Mayor Elect Smith. While a high school student, Smith learned the basic rules of politics by working in the Student Government Association. He said that made him passionate and determined to make an impact on his city immediately. At the time, while many questioned his maturity and ability to lead so young, he said, it's not about how old you are. It's about who has this city at heart most. Young man also reached out to other mayors in Arkansas, picking their brains about running cities. This, this kid's doing his homework. He wants to be prepared day one. There's more. What does he overcome? A learning challenge, a learning disability. Smith's learning challenge made it difficult to score well on standardized tests. Still, the current Arkansas State University Mid-South freshman said, this disability does not take away from what I am able to do. In fact, it motivates me more to achieve greatness. That from Atlanta Black Star. Smith's plans as mayor include platform agenda crafted while in his bedroom in his parents' home. It includes the goal of refurbishing <laughs> abandoned homes in the city, creating an around the clock police department, creating jobs for the youth. Starting a public transportation program and investing in bringing a major grocery store franchise to the city. I mean, this is this is incredible stuff. Day one, he's ready. Okay, I wonder if his mother's gonna pack his lunch and send it to City Hall. I I think that would be remarkable. He's got to hit the ground running. No time to take a lunch break. Less than a month, he will be sworn in as the second black person to serve as the city's mayor. The first Sherman Smith Sr., like Jalen, graduated from Earl High School. The new Earl mayor will be sworn in during the first week of January. And he said his ultimate goal is to show the people of Earl results. I love Jalen because he wants to lead, it's not nostalgia, he's crafted this plan. And it comes on the heels where we had to report about Herschel Walker. Doing one of those bananas interviews, talking about how young people need to basically shut up. And if you don't like America and you think it's so bad, then you should go somewhere else and deal with it. And then come back and earn your citizenship. Young people deserve to be in these key positions. Do you fear this kind of youth? Who were you at 18, Jeff? Oh wow, when I was 18, I was eating rallies every other night. I was playing Halo <laughs> with my friends until three o'clock in the morning. 
And I was preparing to struggle to finance my way through broadcasting school. So that's who I was. And Gen Z never ceases to amaze me, positive and negative sometimes. But the thing, I mean, my oldest son is 12 and he's six years away from this. And, you know, I can only hope he can at least aspire to do something this dope. So congrats to Jalen and Herschel Walker. Yeah, dog, go sit down several seats because this one individual proves you wrong in so many different areas of his life. So I'm glad you brought him up. And and look what else Jalen did, right? And and by the way, Herschel, when you take that seat, I'm in Georgia. Please make it in Texas where you really live. Okay, that whole thing. Shouldn't someone be prosecuted? Shouldn't you be prosecuted for signing an election paper, entering an election? There was a whole runoff. Do you know how much money? I looked up the money. It's like $400 million. Just, and you don't even live here, bro. I, I don't understand it, but there needs to be investigation. But back to Jalen, here's what he did. He ran, I want, you know, the senior, Nemi Matthew Sr., who lost, he lost by nearly. Well, 90 votes or so, you'll have to do the math, 218 to 139, Jeff. I can't do it on the fly anymore, I don't even try. But <laughs> he, he calls these other mayors and he asks them questions about the job. One of the things you have to be, I think, when you're a leader of people who entrust their, their city to you, you gotta be humble. And doesn't that show that he's humble? What would Marjorie Taylor Greene do? Except walk off a public access show when people question her, okay? Well, don't you think that this makes him the perfect leader? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. He's not only humble, but with him being a leader, I think he's willing to get out front and say, look, this is how life was lived in my 18 years of life. Here's how things were for my family. But this is how things are in my county or my city and where we're from. So yes, humility will extend a long way because other people like a Marjorie Taylor Greene, who was literally just the other day complaining that during Herschel Walker's campaign, they only asked her mm -hmm. to campaign and join him like two or three times. And no, that's not humility at all. So this kid is showing the way. And again, kudos to him for at least aspiring to do that. I have no desire to want to be in public office whatsoever. So he's also courageous for wanting to do that. Yeah, he is. And the thing that gets me is, and I don't know what the electorate looks like there, right? But you have to deduce that if he's 18, most of the people who voted for him were over the age of 18. Yep, and yep. I think that says something about people believing in youth and people believing that young people have some energy to inject into this thing, don't you? Absolutely, absolutely. And I, hopefully, I mean, I don't know, 18 to 24 <laughs> year olds were the ones who led the way with the voting and everything to show that. The youth have a voice and like you just said, they have energy and they use it wisely in this situation. And the final thing I wanna say about him is about his learning difference, his learning challenge. I like that Jalen, Jalen Smith, the mayor elect, age 18, Earl, Arkansas. He put it front and center and that does show courage, right? So we got humility, I think he's pretty smart. He's calling these other, other mayors. But I also think that shows courage to say, you know what? This, this gave me a test. I passed it and it also then energized me. He's saying basically, I mean, I know people have learning challenges and they shouldn't be written off, okay? But it, it taught him things, including passion, humility, empathy for others, yes? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. He can overcome that. He can overcome anything. This kid is yeah. going places 
Hopefully we see him in the future. I don't know if I can vote for your um, Buckeyes. Root for them, I should say. We vote for Jalen Smith. Um, but tell us about the videos here. They don't even make that face unless it's frozen. Okay, now you're still moving. Um, <laughs> tell us about your latest videos on Rebel HQ because we love, love, love your commentary. Yeah, I have a video dropping at least right now at around four o'clock of Kristen Cinema switching from Democrat to Independent. Mm. And it's not a surprise. It's just like, well, what took you so long? And on my YouTube channel, I recently made a video about whether or not. Asian success disproves white supremacy. While I want people to watch that video, the short answer is no. White mm. supremacy is still alive and well despite Asian American, American success. So come and watch it anyway. Yeah, we're gonna watch and comment. I love the comments even when they're haters because it's still you're still getting it, okay? You're still getting it. People are watching. Jeff Wiggins, thank you so much. Appreciate it. I've enjoyed thoroughly my time here today on Indisputable with Dr. Rashad Ritchie. Uh, he'll be back with you soon. Thanks so much for watching. We'll see you next time. What if I told you that an individual goes to a college campus in Tulsa and she is accosted by the administration there? Let me take you to the first video. Here it is. Actually, I do. You're across two. I do. Can you do one? You know what? Can you park in one? Please? Get out of my face, okay? Please if you have a problem, call. Excuse me. You are at my car. Get away I from my car, nice you thing. racist European. No. No. Get out of my face now. By the way, you do have a beautiful car, dog. Thank you. Get a life. Get a life. And you know what? You guys need to pay back reparations while you're trying to police people. I'm so sorry you feel that way. Yeah. Because huh. I'm not that way with everybody. Get away. Anybody. Shut up. You probably go to church every Sunday and act just as fake as you are now. Let's put up the picture of Miss Demetrius. This is going to be an interesting background. She's a black mother. She was attempting to visit her son on the campus of Tulsa Tech. She was accosted by school employees in the parking lot. And there's some significant background. Both this young lady, Ms. Hall, all right, and her son, who is a student at the campus, are actually disabled. They have a disability. She was parked in a handicapped or disabled categorized parking spot. And she was approached in that manner. She was actually accosted on two occasions in what she suspects were racially motivated confrontations. During her son's first visit to the university, Hall decided to wait for him in a campus cafe. Three white women and a man who Hall described as a campus administrator, or all of them were campus administrators, approached her in the cafe. They asked her if she needed any help, if she belonged in the cafe. And why she was there. After she complained, Ms. Hall was dismissed in an email by a college administrator. In the parking lot of the campus, while waiting for her son in the handicapped parking spot, which she was allowed to be, she was confronted again, despite legally being entitled to park there. When she complained to an administrator of the perceived racial hostility, she says her complaint was dismissed by email and boilerplate language. 
Two of the Tulsa Tech's core values are diversity and respect, they said. We honor differing backgrounds, cultures, and viewpoints. We accept our responsibility to act with integrity and treat each person with courtesy, fairness, compassion, and respect. Our campus provides various activities throughout the school that promote diversity and inclusion, as well as health and wellness. They didn't even answer the damn email, okay? No response at all about the email she sent. Here's the administrator who sent that email, all right? Uh, Ms. Teresa Pinkston sent that damn email. Ms. Hall caused the aggressive behavior toward her uh, residuals of slavery, something I say in a very similar way. When somebody uh, demands that you prove to them why you are supposed to be somewhere, when they say, show me ID, show me a, a particular document, when they have no authority, really. Right? You're illegally there. That's a residual of that impact from slavery, I believe. They can classify it as current behavior, but it is a, a residual of slavery. In the past, any European American believed they were deputized to interrogate any black person. They don't want to pay any reparations, but they do want to enjoy the residuals of slavery. It is an interesting dynamic she brings up. Uh, they were actually legally deputized without any law enforcement background. If they saw a black person walking free, white people could stop them and demand freedom papers. As a matter of fact, a new law was passed in some of the southern states that said, and if you don't as a white person, if you don't do that, you can go to jail yourself. That's how they enforced it. They made whites who did not want to do that risk going to jail or having penalty themselves. Uh, let's go to the superintendent and CEO. Uh, this is Dr. Steve Tiger, all right, there he is. Buck stops with him. We expect a legitimate response, investigation for what happened. All right, I'll give you an update as soon as it comes. Sharing thoughts here. Ms. Hall is exactly right and here's what I love about her. This whole thing where oh, you're taking it too far, you're getting racial, you're playing the race card, that's part of the big lie. It is residual slavery, it is exactly what she said. And we need to call it out because America loves to rewrite history, including that dark, dark chapter that still exists today. Some people benefit, some people get the, the brunt of the opposite of that. And I think that she is another black woman who is Yes, disrespected, but a hero who's standing up to this ridiculous power. And no, you don't have to show every white person your papers. Yeah, exactly. 